Welcome back to the Thundercast. Christian Esparza and Parker Haney coming at you today. And right now, as of Monday afternoon, men's and women's basketball are sitting pretty in the Big Sky Conference standings. Women are top of the standings. They are 9-2. and two. Men are 9-2 and two as well, right? But they are second place, tied for second. Um, so today, Parker and I are just going to kind of go over that go over the rest of the seasons for both teams and what the playoff outlook may look like. So let's go women's first. They play tonight, 6.30, against the University of Montana Grizzlies. Then they will play again on Saturday against Sacramento State. So Montana is a really good team. They're 13-6 and six overall, 6-4 six and four in the big sky. So a little bit of a drop-off there. But, I mean, as far as statistics and stuff, they're really, really even. Uh, field goal percentage, rebounding, all the stuff that matters. Like, they're right there with SEU. I think it's going to be a great game tonight. Yeah, for some reason, the Montanas are just are playing really well. They were really good in football. They're really good in men's basketball. They're really good in women's basketball. Um, it's it's going to be a good game. I'm, I'm definitely expecting that. The one thing that I will give the edge to Southern Utah on, I mean, one, we're first place in the conference at 9-2. Um, but two is we just haven't played at home at all. And I know it's, you know, this narrative that's been talked about so much while we're talking about, uh, you know, this SU women's team, but we just haven't been home yeah, ever. And I think that it's, it's to the point where it's like every home game is like, let's get up for it. You know, like, let's get excited. Let's do this thing. Cause they've been, they've been so rare that it's like, uh, 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 kind of an event now if that makes sense right like oh, people yeah, are, people are just deal. yeah people are just stoked about it the girls are stoked about it the coaches are stoked about it it's like yeah we're finally home let's go out and get it um so i i think that is going to play a factor um just being at home and i hope that we can get some students out there to support um but yeah i i want to give the slight edge to to southern utah on this one they're just on a really good run playing unreal basketball Tracy Sanders just got to what fifty career wins. Fifty career in wins. Yep. Three seasons took it. Yeah, I think four. Three and a half, I think, is what I saw. Right. Well, took over a fourth year. Yeah, took over a program that was three and twenty-seven, and has fifty wins in the last three and a half years. I that mean, is it's just, unreal. No, it's it's literally uncanny. You cannot understate how insane that is as a coach. Shout out to Coach Sanders. Yeah, and then you She's amazing. and then you look at what this team has gone through just this year. Right, yeah. they lose Kinsley Barrington, they lose um, Aisha Aisha to injury. You know, lose different players like that. Things were rocky at the beginning of the year. You know, just being on campus, hearing different things. Yeah, and what has she done? They've just succeeded time and time again. They've just succeeded. Yeah. Gone in, gone in on the road, been on the road for fifty straight days or whatever it was, and and just continued to win. And it was. It's, it's been real impressive, and I, and I think it's just a huge – I mean, I know you just said it, but I think it's just a huge shout-out to Tracy Sanders because she's oh, yeah. been unbelievable. we got to get her on the pod, man. I know. We definitely will. Um, I love that you bring that up because already, I mean, before the season, they were picked, I think, like sixth in yeah. the preseason yeah. polls. And then you mentioned they one of the starters is not on the team anymore. Mm -hmm. And then one of their key bench players – goes down with a season-ending injury. So two of their very, who was, very – Who was playing well. She was probably – she was coming and giving her good minutes. Yeah, she yeah. was one of the key bench players. Yeah, definitely. yeah. So those are two very, very important players that you are expecting to have at the beginning of the season, and then now here we are uh, 
coming up on the end of the season and these players are not on the team anymore, yet they are still exceeding preseason expectations. They are top of the conference. So one thing um, about the women's team is when they have lost in the conference, they have lost badly. Yeah. Okay, so their most recent loss, that was against Idaho. They lost that game 82-63, to 63, so a 19-point loss. Uh, then their previous conference loss before that was Idaho State, 80 to 60. So there's 20 points right there. They had 19 turnovers against Idaho State, 20 against Idaho. Or maybe yeah. I got them mixed up. Either way, 19 and 20 turnovers. Yeah, the few, t- the few times we've seen this team play at home, I commentated the game when the University of Colorado came into town and played yeah. us. And obviously there was a very different skill matchup there um, between the two teams. But – Colorado turned us over so many oh, times, right. and, yeah. and, it, it, and it just doesn't work because we're a team, and I know that it sounds stupid, and I say this all the time, but we're a team that has to get a lot of shots up. Yeah. And, and you know, we don't like playing late in the shot clock, especially when we play late in the shot clock and then don't get a shot off. It's just it, – we had so many turnovers against the University of Colorado, and I was like, you know, if that continues, it's, it's going to be a long year because that was tough. Yeah, they have – I think they're averaging just over 15 turnovers per game. Yeah, um, but yeah, and that's a lot. That is a lot. And then in, in their losses, that number is obviously even higher. Yeah. So that's something that they are going to have to kind of get control of. Yeah, well, just the, just the fact that it's at 15 even means that in their wins it's still high. Yes. They're just doing a good enough job offensively or, you know, turning the other team over to, to even it out. But 15 is way too many turnovers in a game. And Tracy has even told us that, right, when, yep. when you're doing press game or when you're doing post game and stuff. Like, she said, you know, we need to limit the turnovers, and that's the key to the game. But, it, yeah, it, it's it's too many turnovers. It's just being careless with the ball, too, right? It's, it's you know, Dayla trying to make a, a no-look pass, which, I mean, she's done a couple of times, and it's unbelievable. But it's caring about every possession. It's Sharita, you know, driving in and knowing that she has – you know, a big girl inside that can block her, and then she's just trying to go up with it and get the stolen or, you know, different things like that. It's just valuing every possession. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I think that that is something that can be worked on, which yeah. is obviously a, a good sign. So after tonight's game against uh, Montana, the women's team is at home again on Saturday against Sacramento State. Like I said, they're at home again next Monday, February 14th, Valentine's Day against Northern Colorado. Then they're going to be on the road against Montana State, returning to Cedar on February 21st against Northern Arizona, then out to Missoula for a rematch with the Grizzlies with Montana, then at home in Cedar November, uh, excuse me, March 2nd against Idaho State, and then to wrap things up at home on March 4th against Weber State. So some big, big games right there. I mean, Montana State, they are 9-2. and two. They are tied with us atop the Big Sky Conference. Idaho State beat us earlier in the season. They're 10-3. and three. They're sitting at third. Um, I already mentioned Montana. They're fourth in the Big Sky. Sac State, they're fifth. Uh, Northern Arizona is sixth. And then, you know, Weber State's a little lower. They're down the list, I think, at seventh, sixth or mm-hmm. seventh. Yeah. So, I don't know. Some some good games. It's not like a, an Ooh, overwhelming. They're oh, they're ninth? Yeah. yeah. Jeez. Four and nine in conference play. So it's not like an overwhelming, like, holy crap, this is a hard schedule. I think they got a pretty good slate of games to kind of 
to wrap up the rest of the season. I think overall they have a pretty good chance, especially if they can win a night, obviously. I think they have a pretty good chance of finishing up the year with a, a first-round bye like they did last year. Yeah, I, mean, I, I I completely agree, but it's going to be the things that that we had just mentioned, especially when you're going into – they play Montana State on the road, right? Yeah. Yeah, because the boys have it home. Um, yeah, going into Montana State, I mean, that's going to be a huge one, right? Montana State, as, a, as it sits currently, riding a seven-game win streak. They're clearly playing very good basketball right now, you know, and, and – it's going to be about staying locked in for every single game that you go and play. Yeah. So it's – it's. I don't know. I think that this home stretch is going to be helpful, right? Oh, easily, I don't yeah. know if – I don't know if the girls have played three straight home games all year. Yeah, so I don't think so. I think that this home stretch is going to be very beneficial in, in getting into the groove of things, but – yeah, I don't know. I just really like our chances. I want Dude, I keep I like too. I keep wanting to like have a counterpoint for it. Yeah. But it's like no, because when we go back on another road stretch, we're freaking road warriors, man. Well, yeah, they are so they're 5 and 2 at home. One of those losses was against University, University of Colorado. Colorado. So it's like kind of tough to count that one because yeah. they're a top 25 they, team. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. Um they're skill differentials on the road. One of those was a loss to Cal State Fullerton by two points. So that was a close game. UC Irvine, that's a really good school. That was a loss. Uh, they lost at Utah Valley, and then they lost at UNLV as well. So, like, a lot of their those were all decent. Yeah, yeah, those were all decently early in the season, though. When those, we were those saying were our first four games, yeah. Yeah, when we were saying all of this turmoil was going on. Oh, yeah. And it looked like, I mean, it looked like things were going to be rough. It really, I was at that UNLV game. And I was embarrassed, dude. Yeah. I was like, this is rough. Yeah. And then they just – they turned things around. So, basically, what just I'm trying to champions. say, the reason I brought that up is like – Also, I feel like – sorry, real quick. We need to shout out Darry Dotson. Oh, yeah. thousand career points. Been unbelievable that's these last huge. couple of games. I mean, that's a lot of points. She is, and she's it's been a part it's of impressive when for a while. But a 1,000 points yeah. for women's basketball is – Yeah, that's all I was going to say. I mean, it's impressive when they do it in men's basketball and just because of the sheer number of points scored. Yep. But – for women's, that's like that's dedication. That yeah. shows that she has been a hard worker over her entire career here at SEU, and she's been a key player, uh, key role player at first, and then the last couple of years she's been a just key player in general. Yeah. So yeah, shout out to Dari. I'm thanks for bringing that up. Um, so those four losses to start out the season, since then they are eight and one on the road, is yep. what I was getting at. And then yep. at home, we'll say five and one, not counting that. Loss against Colorado, Colorado. Game. Yeah. so that's huge. Um, it is. Hard. I am looking right here though. Montana State is twelve and one at home, so I mean that's that's definitely going to be a big game. But as I was saying, we're that just is. we're road warriors. We so, we are. Yeah, we've just. Um, they had really one impressive game on the road. They had our our home game against Montana State got canceled slash postponed. Yeah, they postponed. haven't announced if that's going to be remade up. Re, they haven't announced if that's going to be made up yet. Um, I'm confused by that. Yeah, I mean, I feel like they need to announce it like they, here pretty soon. I know they made up other postponed games. Yeah. I think this one tonight might even be one. But anyways, well, I'm like that. I mean, that crap happened last year too. Remember, yep, we didn't. I mean, la yeah, last year was obviously more intense. But we didn't play Montana State at all during the year for men's for men's. Yeah, didn't play Montana State at all during the year, and then met him in the tournament and had never seen him before. Yep. And now we're only going to get to play him once. Yeah, and that's. That's going to be huge is if we only have one matchup against Montana State. 
Yeah, um, well, I think it's gonna, I think it's going to be even bigger for the women too because yeah. they won't get to play Montana State at home. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. Um, that's it's hard to gauge exactly where we are at with this women's team because, like you said, they haven't had a home game. They've had one home game since December fourteenth. Yeah, that's almost two months. Yep, crazy. So, anyways, um, we're super excited to go see them play tonight and Saturday as well. Two home games and then a third one next Monday. So. Mm-hmm. Three home games in a row, that's going to be huge. Hopefully we can walk out of this thing 3-0. and Yeah, that would be massive. That would be a massive win for the women's team. So let's talk about men's basketball now. SU men's team, we're sitting pretty at 15-6 and six overall, 9-2 and two in the Big Sky Conference, riding a four-game win streak. So that's, that's huge. Um, they played on Saturday against Eastern, Eastern Washington, very very ugly start of that game. Yeah. Uh, Eastern Washington got out to a seventeen to four early lead. Uh, it's been an ugly start to every game that we've yeah, played. They start slow. It was basically three turnovers in a row from SU, and then a uh, few offensive rebounds that turned into second chance points yeah. by Eastern Washington. Quick lead, and then all of a sudden SU comes back, and it was tight until about five minutes left in the second half. Yeah. And what I'll say is is I'm glad that they didn't rush Mason back, though. Yeah, you me know, too. His, his presence was obviously missed, like you yeah. were saying, with the offensive rebounding and then with our lack of offensive rebounding. Yep. But it just – it doesn't matter, right? Like, I'd, I'd so much rather him miss an Eastern Washington game in the middle of – early February than miss the tournament in early March, you know? Yeah, easily. So, so Mason Fawcett went down against uh, the University of Idaho – went down to the floor with a knee injury, went to the locker room, never came back. Um, and then the following Saturday against Eastern Washington, Mason was dressed for the game. Uh, I heard he was ready to come in if they needed him, but Harry started. Mason didn't come into the game. So yeah. that's Well, that's I was good. confused by that because it de- when he went down, yeah, he was definitely holding his knee. He definitely was. But then I heard it was ankle. Really? Yeah, I heard it was. A, I heard he was being held out of the game for an ankle injury. Huh. And I looked over at the bench, and his ankle was all kinds of taped up. Oh, really? Yeah. Which I mean, isn't like, I don't know. A lot of players just tape their ankles, but his looked like extensive. Yeah, that is weird. Cause like you said, and no knee went, brace on, right? So I was like, I don't know. Not yeah, that he has to wear a knee brace, but when he went down, he was definitely holding his his. Yeah, maybe that's he what was I thought. Holding it to like right, holding ease up his, his ankle, ankle yeah. I guess. But nevertheless, I mean. Anyway, yeah, he's banged up, but it doesn't seem too serious. If he was dressed and prepared to come in if needed against Eastern Washington, I am glad that they held him out, like you said. Yeah. There's no sense in rushing him back right before the tournament. Yeah. And so the most important thing going into the playoffs is being healthy. Yeah. As and healthy I, I, and I'm, can. yeah. I mean, I said it when Mason went down. I leaned over to my buddies I was watching the game with, and I was yeah. like, yo, we've had some incredible injury luck. And oh, I'm knocking yeah. on wood right now, but like, We've been pretty blessed this whole year that we've had the as many guys able to play as many minutes as they've been able to play. Yeah, the only real big injury has been John's hip has, yeah. has been bugging him. And yeah. same thing, maybe a game of rest would do him well, but, you know, who knows? I mean, he's still yep. been playing at a, a, a high rate. It, he's clearly not the same John Knight that we know. Hopefully he can get healthier before the tournament. Yeah, I mean, the explosion is just obvious. Yeah. He's just – I mean, it's so clear – when he drives to the rim or his lack of separation, right? He's yeah. shooting way more turnaround jumpers than he used to. Oh, and easy. I'm okay with it because he's knocking down turnaround jumpers. Yeah. But it's just very apparent that it's not, you know, he's not physically 100%. Mm-hmm. 
So the men's team, they have essentially the same schedule as the women. Uh, tonight they play at Montana. Saturday's at Sacramento State. Following Monday is at the University of Colorado, Northern Colorado, who beat us earlier in the season. That's a huge game. Ended uh, our home game winning streak. Yeah, that we were at 20 home wins in a row. Northern Colorado came in, um, beat us. Beat us by 10, I think. Yeah. Um, Dre Marine was out. Oh, that is another injury, right? Due to protocols, but yeah, Dre, Dre missed two games, I believe. So February 19th is the next time the men will play at home, and that's versus Montana massive State. Massive game. That's probably going to be their biggest game of the season, like up to this point. 100%. Their next game at Weber will probably be more important when all is said and done. But We'll see, man, because if we don't win that game, then yeah, the Weber State just, game isn't going to matter. I was going to say, if they lose against Montana State, then Weber State does not matter. Yeah, unless Weber somehow – but Weber's schedule is pretty easy. So, Yeah, so a quick rundown of the men's is – Weber State is at 11-2, and two, which actually really surprised me, right? Because Montana State and us, SUU, are both at 9-2, and two, yeah. right? So I realized Weber State hasn't had any games canceled. Right, and that's, and that's why thing. that's why their end-of-year schedule is so easy. Yeah. So Weber State, 11-2, and two, still two losses, 18-6 and six overall. And then it goes Montana State. And real quick, so this these big sky – these men's big sky standings are split up, split up into three tiers. So there are three teams that only have two losses. Yep. Weber State, Montana State, SUU. All have two losses. Then you go down to the next tier, who are still good and can, are definitely going to be contenders, and it's the University of Montana and the University of Northern Colorado. So the University of Montana is 8-4, and four, and the University of Northern Colorado is 6-4. and four. Mm. So the University of Colorado has only played 10 conference games. Weber State's played... 13 already yeah, you know that's huge that's i mean that's massive because are they going to make that up are they going to squeeze eight games into the last three weeks of the season two weeks of the season yeah it's 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 going to be complicated for in that sense and in the sense that we're not really going to have a judge of how good northern colorado actually is yeah i mean we because they beat they beat montana it. state they beat montana state in overtime early in the year and then they beat us, right? I mean, that's two of the top three teams that they've already knocked off. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little bit weary of that Northern Colorado team. They're good. Anyway, and then it breaks up into a third tier where everybody else in that third tier has seven or more losses. So, yeah. Portland State, Eastern Washington, NAU, Idaho State, Sacramento State, Idaho. So, that's another thing that really stood out to me is you have, right, you have the top five teams – with four less losses, yeah, and then it jumps to the bottom seven teams or whatever it is with seven or more losses. And in those top five teams, we have seen, you know, everybody's kind of beat everybody. Everybody's it's beat everybody. Anybody's game right there. Any yeah. of those any of those five teams could win. I wouldn't be surprised if any of those five teams won the big sky tournament. Yeah, one hundred percent. And I think that's what's I mean, it, it it's it is what's so fun about it, but at the same time, it's what's so scary about it. Yeah. Is that there's no clear favorite. It's and not like Weber State has a big – in my opinion, Weber State had a big target on their back yeah. until last Saturday. Right. When they got blown out by Montana State. They lost by 20. Now it's Montana State who yeah, has a target on their back. Yeah, they, I guess like now it's Montana State. Yeah, but they lost to UNC. And it's like – and to Montana. Yep. So, I, I don't know, man. I – but anyway, so we can we can get into strength of schedule. So this is just, in my opinion, um, I think the SU has the hardest schedule remaining. Oh, easily. I right? mean, they already have games against 
both Montanas. Well, yeah, because so let's let's just break it down. Yeah, let's break it down into the top five, right? How many times do do a team in the top five play another team in the top five? So SU has University of Montana, University of Northern Colorado, Montana State, University of Montana, and Weber State, and then potentially another Montana State. Uh, Potentially another Montana State game, which would be huge. So, Um, and then when we go to Weber State, they have. Northern Colorado, and SU, and that's it. Out of your top two tiers. Out of the top tier. Right. And both of those games are at home. Okay. Oh, my gosh. That's all Weber State has left to play. They've already played the Montanas twice. Jeez. So Weber State's schedule is, I mean, obviously not a cakewalk, but. Right, nothing's easy, but at the same time, like. Easier than playing playing five of the top five teams. And how many of their games left are at home in Ogden? I think three of them. So they go at Eastern Washington, at Idaho. Those should be two easy wins. Sac State at home. Northern Colorado at home. At Portland State, at NAU. Again, should be two easy wins. Obviously, anytime you're playing anybody in the big sky, anything can happen. Yeah. As we've seen, they're, they're just enough good ball players on every team that anything can happen. I mean, Portland State took SU into overtime and, and yep. should have won, honestly. Um, and then they play Southern Utah home. So jump to Montana State real quick, right? So let's just I'm just doing the top three teams that all have two losses. Montana State's remaining schedule is at Idaho State, home Portland State, home NAU, at Eastern Washington, at SUU, at Montana, right? So those two games are tough, and then they just have uh, Northern Colorado at home. So, yeah, so SUs is going to be the hardest. Yeah. And I guess, sorry, so Montana State, right, they could potentially have SU at home as well, like we were saying with SU schedule. And yeah. part of what makes that so hard for SU is they have enjoyed a lot of home games so far this season. Um, yeah, they haven't had a real – I mean, except with the exception of that road stretch where they were gone for like three weeks. Yeah, the, they started the tournaments off with like stuff. a month. Right, but they haven't played big sky competition on the road yet. They just haven't. Yeah, so most of their games to wrap up this season are going to be away. Um, So they have done a good job, obviously, 9-2 and so far, of kind of building up that cushion. But, I mean, these these road games are no joke, and it's going to be really, really important for SU to get out there and scrap and win every possible matchup they can because they want to finish with a good seed for the big sky tournament. And I think at the end It's going to be important. Yeah, at the end of the day, you want to end up on the side op- opposite of Weber State and Montana State in the tournament. Yeah. So that would be huge, dude. Yeah, that would be huge if you could get Weber State and Montana State to play each other before they played SU. That would be huge. So correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know exactly how they set it up. So I have that no mean, idea. I think SU would want to be the second seed. That's right? kind of what I'm thinking because I think I think in order for it to happen. The first and the third seed would have to would play each other before the first and the second, or the second and the third. Yeah, I mean, I, we we'd have to pull up the, we'd yeah. have to pull up a big sky tournament schedule. And that's it's hard to know right now without. I mean, there's still a lot of basketball left to be played. So there's a ton of basketball to be played. Yeah. I mean, what we saw from Weber State last time they were out on the floor, they could lose three of their next six. You yeah. know what I mean? So basically, at the end of the day, I mean, this is when college basketball starts to heat up. Right here. Oh, in, dude, I'm so excited. In February, getting into the thick of things. And these every single game is important. Every single minute of every single game is important. And as you talked about, I mean, Weber State, 
They had been the hottest team in the conference. They came out and dropped a, a huge loss against Montana State. So, I mean, yeah, it's huge. I'm excited, and I can't wait for these things to heat up. And we'll see how things shake up towards the end of this college basketball season. Yeah, just real quick and in, on an informative note. So if you want to get out and watch, you know, any basketball. Um, so the men only have two home games left, unfortunately. So they play at home February 19th against Montana State. That's the game we're saying is going to be huge. Um, that game's at 2, so an afternoon game on February 19th. And then they'll be back home February 24th. Um, against the University of Montana at 7 p.m. So, and and again, both of those games are going to be huge. So, you only have two more opportunities to to come and watch this really special team. Like, yeah. I'm being honest, it 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 may be one of the best teams SU's ever had, and as, it's, especially as far as just sheer talent yeah. goes. So, yep. you know, get out, get out and go support um, both of those games. And that's all we've got for you today. So come back next week, and we'll have some. Uh, some more clarity for you. Thanks for listening.